victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is to Him. He plunged me through victory beneath the cleansing flood. I'd like to encourage you to put Zachary Hall on your prayer list. Now, I call this my personal prayer list. It is my personal prayer list. I want you to make it yours. But what I gave you was the first page on my prayer list. <coughs> my prayer list has, I think, four more eight and a half by elevens. There's other things. And uh, we may talk about some of that later on. But you've got many things to pray about, not just church members. But one thing I want you to do, be sure and pray for all of the church members every day. It can be done. It should be done. And may God help us, help us to do it. Today, by the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you on the subject, what is a Christian? I want to go to the book of Acts in chapter 11. And I want to read to you from verse 26. The part that I would like to get at is that last sentence in the verse. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Now then, go with me to... Acts chapter 26 and we're going to read from verse 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And then we want to go to First Peter. First Peter and chapter four and verse sixteen. Now I recognize I may be going a little fast for some of you, but if I don't, we'll be here at one o'clock. Uh, I don't keep going. I want to look to First Peter chapter four verse sixteen. Yet 
If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this behalf. The word Christian is found only three times in the Bible. The world knows little about Christians today. The world seems to favor many who claim to be Christians, but they really don't know Christ. There is a confusion as to how to become a Christian. I heard tell this past week of a man who wanted to join First Baptist Church Orlando. He was excited about it. But then when he found out that he had to be baptized in order to become a member of the church, it put a damper. <laughs> he didn't want to be baptized. Oh my. I heard of another one one time uh, one joined the church and uh, they asked him about his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and all. And uh, then they he claimed to be saved and had asked him about his baptism. Yes, he had been baptized. But then they went a step further and asked him where he was baptized. They were wanting to know what church were was it a Baptist church, a Pentecostal church, a Methodist church, a Catholic church? He said, I don't know. I said, you say you were baptized, but you don't know where? He said, no, I was just a baby. Let me tell you something. You'd be surprised at the people that are confused because of infant baptism. That lady called me one time years ago and uh, I didn't know her. She didn't know me. I think what she did, she looked in the phone book and found a church and she called She, Will you baptize my baby? Uh, I said, uh, yes. I, I, I will baptize your baby if you will show me the Scripture that I'm supposed to read when I baptize your baby. The Scripture that talks about baptizing babies, if you show me the Scripture that I'm supposed to read when I baptize your baby, I'll baptize your baby. Well, she said, I don't know what the Scripture is. You're the preacher. You ought to know. I said, yes, ma'am. I am the preacher. 
And in my days of preaching, I never found anywhere in the Bible where it says anything about baptizing babies. Nothing at all. Why do people baptize babies? It's just a matter of tradition. It's not worth a flip. All it does is get a little baby upset and crying and gets him wet. And he's not happy about it. That's about all it does. And it makes mom and daddy and the grandma and grandma. <laughs> That's the most beautiful thing. It's pathetic is what it is. But uh, I thank the Lord that uh, <clears throat> He has taught us some things. I'd like to first consider what a Bible Christian is. First is, a Bible Christian is identified with a person. Christ. You spell the word Christian. C-H-R-I-S-T. That's Christ. Christian. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Christian. What is a Christian? He belongs to Christ. I am His. Thank God, and He is mine. Amen. Now I want you to notice that a Bible Christian is identified with a persecution. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 12, the Bible says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, there's a lot of that goes around. We read about that in the Bible. We read Stephen suffered persecution. Peter, Paul, foreign missionaries today suffer persecution. Even here at home, there are those who suffer persecution. Do you know there are people who have lost promotion at work simply because they were Christian. Suffered persecution. They are very careful about it. But it still goes on today. People are suffering persecution simply because they are a Christian. And then the third one I want you to notice is that a Bible Christian is identified with a persuasion. In Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, the Apostle Paul wrote these words, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do you know what? You read that and you'll observe the fact 
that the Apostle Paul believed in the eternal security of the believer. He said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He was convinced once you were saved, you were always saved. There's nothing can separate you from the Lord. He's, he was uh, uh, identified with the persuasion as a Christian. I am persuaded some things. What I read in the Scriptures, I'm persuaded of what I read in the Scriptures. And we ought to. And then 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12 says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. He says, I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed in him against him. He's persuaded. He's committed the care of his soul to the Lord. And God is able to keep it. Let me tell you something, folks. The devil, like a roaring lion, seeketh whom he may devour. And he do anything he can to devour you as a child of God if he could. And he would cause you to lose your salvation if he could. He'd cause you to be lost and go to hell if he could. But the Christian is identified with the persuasion. I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against him. I've committed the care of my soul to him. And I'm persuaded that God is able to keep me. Keep me saved. He saved me and He's able to keep me saved. Then I want you to notice that a Bible Christian is saved. Saved by the grace of God. John chapter 10 and verse number 9. Jesus said, I am the door. By me if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I think it's well for us to pray that God would save some lost souls. In order to see some lost souls saved around here, we need to invite some lost souls to come to church. Lost family members Lost neighbors, lost co-workers, lost anybody. Invite them to come to church. Invite them to come. They might hear the gospel. Hopefully they might hear the gospel and come to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. A Bible Christian is a saved person. 
If you're a Bible Christian, you are saved. Then I want you to notice next that the Bible Christian is sure he knows some things. Now turn with me to 2 Timothy 1.32. 2 Timothy 1.32 There is no there is no second Timothy one thirty two. How about one twelve? Huh? One twelve. That's exactly right. How'd you know that? That's what it says up there. <laughs> For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. I think that, that's a wonderful verse of Scripture, isn't it? Yep. A wonderful verse of Scripture. Then I want you to notice next that a Bible Christian will do righteousness. In 1 John 3 and verse number 7. 1 John 3 and verse number 7. Reads, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. If you're a Christian, you will do righteousness. I'm not going to say anybody's going to be perfect. Ain't none of us are perfect by any means. But if you're saved, you're going to do righteousness. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as He is righteous. You can be righteous like the Lord God. And then I want you to notice next, a Bible Christian is surrendered. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 13 I read, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. We're talking about living a surrendered life. We should sing a song once in a while, All to Jesus I Surrender. Surrendering your life to the Lord completely. Yield yourselves unto God. Give yourself to the Lord. It's so easy for people to get caught up into sin, into various kinds of sin, and you wonder how in the world can they get caught up in such things? 
sin is a horrible thing. It's an old saying. Some of you may remember it. Sin will take you down the road farther than you want to go. And it'll keep you longer than you want to stay. That's what sin will do. I pray for Zach. Zach, I remember the first time he came to this church. Do you remember that, Joanne? Remember that door came in? He came in this door right here. He was about, what, three years old? About two years old. He came in that door. Uh, he was, I think, upset. He came in kind of fast. But over a period of time, Zach made profession of faith. We baptized him, right here, I believe, right here. But he got into sin, one thing or another, and he's gotten in trouble. Folks, same thing can happen to you or me. May God help us to live surrendered to the Lord. <clears throat> then a Bible Christian is separated. The Bible says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. When you find yourself in a situation as a believer, and you find the truth of the matter is, you're in bad company. You need to separate yourself and get out of that crowd. Run as fast as you can run. I heard a fellow say one time, when you try to run from sin, you better run like a rabbit from a dog. Run as fast as you can can. Because sin will get you. You don't need to go there. But the devil will do all he can to lure you in. He'll suck you in. And he'll drain you. And when he's finished with you, there's nothing left of you. And then my last point is, a Bible Christian is Spirit-filled. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 the Bible said, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Oh, may God help us. <coughs> Sometimes I ask Tracy, before I come to the pulpit, I say, Tracy, you know what to do? Yeah. I teach you the same thing. Tracy does. You see me or Danny 
away, coming to the pulpit, pray. Pray. Lord, help him. Lord God, help him. Pray for the man of God who's trying to, to preach the Word of God. Be not drunk with wine, for in his excess. but be filled with the Spirit. I make it my habit, by the help of the Lord, before I try to preach, I pray, and I ask the Lord, fill me with His Spirit, and speak through me for His glory. Pray that next Sunday when we enter into 2024, God would bless Temple Baptist Church. Thank God for the 27 people that we have right now. But pray that God would add to our number. But pray that God will add. God will add. Oh, God, save all sinners. I can't save sinners. I'd like to save them. But pray that God will save sinners. I thank God for the day. Back in 1947, right here, said a 10-year-old boy, Third seat from the front. The man of God stood up there and preached the Word of God. And there sat that little boy sitting by the mother of his friend. She had taken her son and put him on the other side of her, which left me sitting beside her at the end of the pew. And there wasn't but one thing for me to do. And that was sit there and listen yeah. to the Word of God being preached. And as that man preached, the Holy Spirit of God arrested my heart and brought me to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The end of the message, the man of God stood right here. And they sang an invitation hymn. And that little boy walked down there and told said, I trust the Lord Jesus as my Savior. And folks, that hasn't changed. I still trust the Lord Jesus as my Savior. Yes. I thank God I got saved early in life. But God still saves of whatever age. Bama Floyd. Gone now. Be with the Lord. I talked to him a number of times. Bama's 80-something years old. Had not been saved. I remember one time I talked with him. He said, Preacher, it just don't look like I can ever get saved. 
I said, yes, Bama, you will get saved. You will get saved. Thank God. I never will forget. That day, which was only maybe a week or two after that conversation, Bama Floyd, 80 years old, Park Ridge Baptist Church at that time was just half the school people. And right about where Chuck James is sitting right now, I sit down a Floyd. We're starting to sing the invitation hymn. The people were standing and singing the hymn. And here come old Bama. And I started out to meet him. And I said, Bama, you now trust in the Lord Jesus as your Savior. He turned and he pointed back to the empty spot. He said, "He saved me right back there." <laughs> and that day, like he said, "Oh, I preach about stories you tell." Let me tell you something. Those are stories that experiences that God has blessed me with. I'll never forget them. I'll take them to my grave. And that one, that that's one a wonderful time. An eighty-year-old man got baptized. I mean, got saved and then, and then baptized. At that time, we didn't have a baptistry in the church. And uh, we baptized in the lake. And uh, uh, he said, can you find some warm water before I get baptized? And so I called a little limp up at Calvary Baptist Church in Winter Garden and asked him if he'd use his baptistry. Oh, I've told you that story before. Get that warm water got up there, they forgot to turn the heater on. <laughs> that water's colder than ice. <laughs> you know what? That old man, old man Floyd, he went up there and put his hand in. He said, that's okay. I want to be baptized. <laughs> I had to go into that black cold water baptize him. <laughs> oh, man. That was a joy to have the privilege to baptize that before. Well, let's let's all stand, please. Make the dismissal, please. Our most kind and gracious Almighty Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you, and Father, I thank I like the very most of us in here are happy that you chose us under yourself. Amen and it allowed us to carry that badge of Christian. Lord, in this year coming up, I pray, Lord, that you would make us cleaner, better, and more righteous <coughs> Christians. Lord, be with us again this day. Bring us back at the next appointed hour. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Amen.